Amen. Well, we just want to welcome everybody in today. And I tell you what, this is a message. If it's not for anybody else, I know it's for me. But guess what? I know it's for everybody. Because sometimes you just, you know, I've learned this uh, as, as preaching and putting messages together. It ends up pouring through your life first. Amen. Which it should. And uh, I just want to tell you that it's good to know the heart of God. Amen. When you miss the mark, it's good to know the heart of God. When, when, you, when you're on target, it's good to know the heart of God. We need to know that God is willing and able. And I pray today through walking through the scriptures that we just uh, pin that down. Holy Spirit, take the reins and just run with this. So let's go with it today. So I had a few things for this encouraging message. I'm going to jump in right with the title. God is willing. Let me hear you. Is God willing? Amen. Amen. God is willing. It's good to know that. And I said, you know, I, I wrote a few notes down here, so I'm just going to read them right off. I said, willing for what? You might say what? What is he willing to do? When we start looking at the depths of his love for his children, we're going to find out there ain't nothing God won't do for you. There's nothing, no distance that he won't reach to pull you out of the pit. Amen. And I tell you what, when you're in some of that pit living, you're looking for him. I, I thought about it just now that when Angela spoke a couple of weeks ago, she had that uh, illustration of a man in a pit. And there was all different types of ways to try to claw your way out and everything else. But the, the whole moral of the story was this. Jesus came in and got him. Amen. Have you ever been in that spot? You're like, man, somebody's got to come in and get me. You know what they say? No man left behind. You know. But I'll tell you what. Jesus is not willing to leave anyone behind. Aren't you glad to know that? Whatever your situation is here today. Listen, look right here. Whatever your situation is here today. I want you to take comfort in knowing that God is willing. And God is able. Amen. This is going to be a message. I'm going to tell you. I, I know right now. Um, God's going to move in this. God is going to move in this, and I'm going to get out of the way and let him do it. So that's what we, that's what we need. So let's go ahead. I'm going to jump on in here. And I've got our, our main scripture, but I'm going to give you a little backstory on it. We're in Matthew chapter 8. If you've got your Bibles, you can follow along. But I want to give you the backstory on this here before we jump into where we're going here. It says, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. We'll go to verse 2, and we'll tie it in with this. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord... If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing to be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. Now, we've heard that story once or twice, haven't we? We've read it once or twice, maybe Sunday school and everything else. I pray that today that Holy Spirit gives us a deeper revelation of what that means to you. Making it personal. See, that's the thing that I, I don't think we understand so many times. We, we go to church and we do it corporally, and that's great. We should come together. The Bible says don't forsake the assembly of, of, of God. You know what I mean? Coming together. But we've got to make it personal, too. And so today I pray that not only we come together and encourage one, one another as we're, we sit here today and when we leave here today, but also take hold of the reins of what God's got for you. Now, I want to give you a really good picture here. This leprosy thing was not a pretty picture. Basically, your skin was rotten off your body. And, and I did a little research on that. You, you would be cast out of the camp. You would not, you'd be removed from your family. You wouldn't be allowed 150 feet from anyone if the wind was blowing. You'd have to have a rag over your face say, unclean, unclean. So people would stay back. You weren't allowed in the temple with the other folks. You were isolated. Sometimes in our life, in our Christian walk, we feel isolated. We feel, we feel like we're the only one. Somebody say amen there. And we know it's not true, but man, it feels like that. It feels like, my gosh, what is going on? How in the world could this be? That's why we need to be anchored to the truth of God's word, amen, to know that he's willing and he's able. This is going to help somebody. This is going to change somebody's life. This is going to free somebody today, amen. 
Because this is the truth of God's word. Go back on here and, and, and you look at this. Basically what would happen if you came down with leprosy, they would put you in your own little colony, shove you to the side, keep you away, and you fend for yourself until you pretty much rotted to death. Man, that doesn't sound like a, a real good thing. Nobody wanted to be around you. Everybody would stay away, stay away. But look what, what our Lord does. And then Jesus put his hand and touched him saying, I am willing to be cleansed. Now see, the man knew that he had the power. Many of us know that God has the power to do what? Anything and everything. But we got to disconnect. Is he, is he willing? We know he's able, but is he willing? And I hope as we look at the word of God today, we see the depths of his love for his children and know that he's willing. Because you need to know that. When you get that doctor report that's not just right, we need to know that. When the job comes up and they say, we don't need you right now or anymore, we're sending you home. You need to know that. When everybody else turns on you at work or whatever the case is, in the family, wherever, you need to know this. So I pray today that we just grab a hold of all the difference that God can make in our life. I hope this sheds a little light on some of the things that was we walk through the word of God and realize that God's able. And, and I had a few other things that I said, you know, God is willing to work in our life, even at our lowest point. I'm going to say that again. God is willing to work in your life and my life at our lowest point. Anybody had a low point in their life? Amen. And it doesn't matter where your low point is, because when it's your low point, it's low. And it's lonely. And it's dark. And it's scary. And it's not a picnic. And you just want somebody to come alongside and say, hey, man, it's going to be all right. To take a step with you. To breathe some life in it. I pray the church, us, not just KTP, the church, God's church, his family, are the people that say, hey, you know what? Let's keep walking. Let's keep going. Let's keep encouraging one another. And, and let's, let's be real about it. The Christian gets a little weary too. The pastor gets a little weary too, right? The brothers and sisters get a little weary in this walk sometimes. But I'm going to tell you what. Just like we see so much as we get ready to celebrate Resurrection Day. Friday looked pretty bad, but Sunday was coming, Amen. We need to have the Sunday focus. He is risen. So let's go ahead and jump in. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. I'm going to look at the heart of God today. As you notice, all the songs that we selected today was talking about the love of God. The heart of God for who? For you, his children. Amen. Isn't it good to know that God loves you? Isn't it good to know that God loves you so much that he sent Jesus for you? Isn't it good to know that you can't out God's grace? Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Pastor Buddy, I say live any way you want. I always like to couple it with that. But I'm telling you that when you hear that and you grab that and you get a, get a hold of that grace of God, it'll change everything in your life. Because then you'll want to do things for the right reasons. And guess what? Sometimes we still fall back, don't we? Guess what? Fresh day, fresh grace, new day. I love that, man. God is all about taking care of his children. All right, if everybody's doing good, let's jump on in. God is able and willing. We talked about that a little bit. Let's just go ahead. We need to know God cares for you. You say, well, boy, this is real, this ice-breaking news. I'm glad you're telling me that. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I talk to people after people after people and the guy in the mirror sometimes, and you wouldn't think they know that. But sometimes all they need is somebody like you or you or him or her to remind them. And that's all right. We all need a reminder. What I say, everybody needs a cheerleader, right? We need somebody to come alongside and just let us know. I think one of the biggest, biggest stumbling blocks that we have 
is, is just sometimes not letting that drop. Angela says a lot from our head to our heart to get a hold of that. I want us to get a hold of that today. I want us to realize that his love for you is not based on your performance. Anybody glad about that? Amen. Huh? Because how many how many things do you got to juggle? God, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. But that's not the case. He already sees you. He already sees who you can be. He already sees what he's got for you in life. He already knows about the tough times coming. He already knows about the things. He knows about the rebellious children. He knows that we're rebellious children. Amen? Amen. And he says, I'm coming with my love for you. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Anybody feeling a little lighter so far? This ain't nothing. Yeah, we got more. We got more. Well, take a look at this. Got to, got to bring in some scripture on here. Look at this on, on uh, Mark 10, 45. It says, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others. And to what? Give his life as a ransom for many. Man, we need to get a grip on that. He came. He didn't send somebody else. What's the whole thing? Well, I guess I have to do it myself to do it right. You know what I mean? He took, there's no middleman. It's God himself. Jesus came. Amen. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be something when, when you're in a tough spot and somebody comes to bail you out? Well, they got, you know, uh, and, and, you know, instead of the general coming, they just send, you know, the sergeant or something. We're talking about the king of kings came to rescue me and you. Paid our ransom. Because we were in a sinful state that, you know what, we couldn't bail out. I said, there's nothing like knowing your salvation is a done deal. And it's a done deal in the aspect of being secure. Is it good to know that you're secure? Some people look to their money to be secure. <laughs> look at the stock market. It's crazy. I, you know, I don't look at my 401k too often because I try to be upbeat. right? But I had a guy start working with me about a year ago and he would always look. He said, how you doing? How you doing? I said, I put money in there every week and I got the same amount of money that I did two years ago. He said, well, at least you ain't losing nothing. I said, I'm losing what I put in every week, bro. You know? He says, well, well, maybe you need to diversify. I said, my pie chart's all split up all over the place, man. What do you mean? He said, well, what do you think about that? I said, I'm glad God's in control. Don't get me wrong. I realize that we need to have resources. But I also know this. If God is our resource, he'll bring the sources. If God is our source, he'll bring the resources to us. I'm not going to get wrapped up all around there. I know God's not going, man, look at they doing the oils down. You know? And, and what, this is something else. I, I'm not getting into a bunch of politics. Denise has the, the news and the weather on in the morning when I wake up. That'll, that'll start your day off, right? You will be praying if you watch both of them things. Right? You turn around and got that going. And it said, man, oil's going down. I go, that's great. And they go, no, because now your money's going down. I thought, well, I thought it was good, so it goes down. So I thought I could buy more gas and everybody's lovey-dovey. I don't know how it works, evidently. And then it got down, and it's really going down. I'm thinking, aren't we supposed to buy low and sell high? So we should buy, right? This is what we should do, right? This is what we should do. And then they said, we're going to tax it because it's so low. <laughs> What's up with that? I'm thinking, I'm glad God's in control. So I don't get wrapped all around the wheel. Because I can't figure it out. Because as soon as they say, this is the way to go. Somebody says, no, this is the way to go. No, that's the way to go. I'm going to tell you the way to go. Y'all ready for the way to go? Here you go. That don't change. Right there. Look to the cross. He is risen. Amen. So many times we get wrapped around the wheel. Let's go back to this. To know that our salvation is a done deal. And look at this again. It said the Son of Man came to serve. 
So let's follow in his footprints. Let's follow in his footprints. I know in my life when I got a lot of stuff going on, the best thing for me to do is help somebody else. Amen? I don't know why it works like that, but it works like that. I think it's because I get my eyes off of my poor little old buddy Chapman. Look at that poor little fella. Man, isn't that something? You know what? You don't have to look too far to find somebody else that needs some, some encouragement. Amen? You don't have to look too far. I'm going to tell you what. And when you can pour into their life and you see them coming out of this thing and you say, hey, you know what? Let me tell you what. That's a blessing. And you start realizing maybe things ain't that bad. I hope today that we can look at the things that we know are not great, but we see the greatness of our God in them. Amen? That he's working all things together for the good. I look at this over and over. I said, there's so many people to reach with the gospel, man. And I said, the devil tries to keep our focus on ourselves and our daily problems so that we get consumed and forget about the big picture. I did a message years ago, I don't know, called Big Picture Living. We need to be on some big picture living. What is that? Keeping our eyes on what God said. Anybody read the end of the book? We win. We win. Right? But it's tough sometimes walking through each chapter, isn't it? As things unfold. I'm not saying that everything's always going to be, you know, Johnny, Johnny Sunshine, right? You know, I, I realize that. But I'm going to tell you what. If we can encourage one another through the word of God to say, you know what? Guess what? 24 hours closer to Jesus coming back. Woo. I remember when Jesse was little. He used to shake me down, man. I tell you what. I, before I took him in at night, I would have to like study. You know, I, I remember when Jesse was little. He would give me these questions like this. I said, Jess, you know about the Lord and everything else. He said, you got to make the Lord your personal savior and stuff. I said, you know, we've been talking about this. And, I, and, and do you believe this? Yes, I believe this. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? Yeah. I said, well, when are you going to ask him in your heart? He said, how big is he? <laughs> See, kids think literal. You know? And I said, what? See, I was talking over his head a little bit. Now it's vice versa. <laughs> He's sharp, man. He's sharp. But I remember, and I remember this just as clear. He was like six years old. Emma Thomas both came to the Lord early. Don't ever underestimate when a child gets it. Amen? And you just keep feeding him. I think he was about, Thomas was about five, Jess was about five and a half or six, right in there. And I said, well, Jess, you know, what do you, what do you think? But I wasn't muscling. I, I kept saying, Lord, I want to make sure he understands. I don't want him to just say, yeah, I got it. Okay, dad's bugging me. I'm, no, that's not what I want. I want him to know Jesus. And I said, yes. I said, so we had that conversation. I said, is that something you think you want to do tonight? He said, uh, Dad, I'm going to do that tomorrow. And I said, okay. I said, but you know, a lot of good things you don't always want to put off. But you know what? You're your own man. Do what you got to do. The next night, I never said anything. And he says, Dad, tonight's my night. Wow. He got it. We got to pray, right? And you know what? Did he understand every single thing at that moment? I bet he didn't. Do you understand everything in this moment? I don't. But I know this, that he knew that Jesus Christ was the Lord and Savior. And he knew that, that you know what, that, that we need Jesus. He knew that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And he received it, amen? Now, I'm going to tell you, that's a celebration. And then we come along as moms and dads, right? And church brothers and sisters and feed them and, and go on with that. But to know that you're secure in that. Because usually what happens, this is what I found in my life and talking to other people. Once you get saved, 
The devil wants to do this. Poke you, poke you, poke you, poke you. Huh? Come on. If you really say, if you wouldn't do that, if you're really the pastor, you wouldn't do that. Guess what? You still got flesh. It doesn't always respond like you want it to. But I'm going to tell you what. It doesn't change what God said he'd do. Aren't you glad? Not in the notes, just telling you what the deal is. Aren't you glad that you know what? That he says, I got you. I secure you. If you want some encouragement to go on top of this, read uh, Ephesians chapter 1 tonight. And if you get real going, in only six chapters, just go blow through the whole thing. All right? Just keep on going. He said, you are sealed with his spirit. Is that good news? I think it is. All right, let's see what else we got in here. We got to get back to the big picture living. Explain that again. To realize that we have victory in Jesus. To realize that God is more than enough. Ain't that right, Miss Dad? We always say that. He's more than enough. Every time I have that, every time I have that phrase go in my mind, I see you smiling in my, in my mind. Because she knows that. Because she's lived long enough and walked long enough with the Lord to know things are not always the way she wants them, but she knows that God is faithful. God is faithful in her family. God is faithful in her job. God is faithful in all this. Even when we walk away, when we do different things and all these different things, God is what? Still faithful. Amen? He's willing, isn't he? He's able. Let's keep on going. Let's get a few more scriptures here to, to lock that in your spirit. 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. It says, Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Give all, somebody help me with this. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Any amens on that? We'll take a whole lot of that. Isn't that amazing? This scripture really brings it home. It says, humble yourself. It does not say beat yourself up. It does not say be ashamed and feel guilty. Didn't say that, did it? It says humble yourself. What do you mean by that? Putting God in the, in the correct place. Putting God first. Having a reverence for God. Right? Then what, he said, what will he say he'll do? He said he will lift us up. How many folks need a little lifting up every now and then? Everybody. Amen. You, you, you heard my man say everybody, right? He didn't even study everybody. <laughs> You're right there, brother. You're right. Everybody needs a little lifting up. And God is what? Able and willing. If you ever get depressed, open the word of God. Read it. Read in there what he said he's going to do. Look what he's already done for you. Look how he's equipped you. Look where you're at right now. You're not here by mistake. It's just like, well, I just happened to wander in today, and, and that message was right on time. God knew the message. God knew you would be here, and he knew what you needed to hear. Amen? It's not a buddy thing. It's a God thing. You know? And, and I want to make sure you get that. A lot of times, yeah, you remember when you said that? Remember? No, no. That's God speaking to you through his word. That's why I love to tie it all into the scripture. We're building it on the truth of his word. That's what we got to have. Amen. So look at that. It brings it on home. I want to look at this again. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. What would your life look like if you gave all your worries and cares to him? Woo! come on. I wouldn't care what that bathroom scale said. Because I know I'd be 100 pounds lighter. I'm not going to worry about it. Not going to worry about it. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day at work. And he goes, he's a little bit older than me. And, and he lets me know that all the time. And he said, you know what, buddy, see? I said, come on. You know what, buddy, see? He says, uh, I think you're finally getting it. I said, what do you mean? He said, don't see you get too worked up about things. I thought, he ain't with me all the time, buddy. At least at work, you know? I said, there's very little I can control, man. Very little I control. 
And some days I do real good with that. And there's some days I don't do real good with that. How about y'all? But you know what? We got a new day and we're going to live that big picture living and realize, look, you can't quit. You can't quit. There's not an option. Quit is not an option. Because you know why? God will pick you up and drag you. Right? He, like, he ain't going to leave you behind. He just say, I don't want to play no more. He's like, good, come on. Isn't that something? I, I guarantee you, if I look back over my life, you know where they have, where they have like the, the, the nice little footprints, right? And you see that picture? And you see two footprints? And then you see one footprints? I bet you if you saw my life, you would see me like dragging and doing all this stuff, scraping and holding on to stuff like this, you know? I'm hard-headed sometimes. How about y'all? But, you know, we turn around and look at this. We need to know that we can trust God. You can trust God. When we can't trust anybody else, anything else, when you can't trust yourself, you can still trust God. And that's what I want us to see today. Let's take a look at this. Got some more scripture for you. Ephesians 3.20. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I pull that scripture in a lot because you know what? How many know that we can kind of think of some really cool things sometimes? He said, that ain't nothing. God said, I ain't even warmed up yet. I got better things for you. Over and over and over, man. God is more than enough to carry this stuff. And his, his plan is mind-boggling. I said, you know, we settle. How many know we settle for so much less than what God has already bought for us? Amen? We do. Well, you know... I don't know if that's his will. Well, read his word. His word will tell you his will. Right? Is God a good God? Does God give good gifts? There we go. I think that's a great place to start and hold on to it. You know? He's not out. The, the, the Lord is not buddying up with the devil to straighten you out. I want you to know this. There are repercussions and ramifications for the things that we do and the choices that we make. Amen. Does that mean God doesn't love you anymore? No. Does it mean that, it, that we'll never have any pain in our life? No. If you ever think that, this is what I, I, I watch different things on TV and I see this and I see all these arenas filled up with these guys preaching and man, all this stuff. And I go, that's really nice. That's right. But did you tell them, you know, that there's two sides of the coin? You know what I mean? That you know what? Everything's not always lovey-dovey, but God is always good, right? A lot of times we see things, God is good if you do this, if you do that, if you give this, if you do that. How many know that your blessings are not, not always equated just because of your behavior? Amen? He said, man, they must really be doing something right, right? You know? Not necessarily. Does it rain on everybody's noggin out there? The righteous and the unrighteous, right? That's a buck translation if you didn't know. Right? Rain on their noggin, right? <laughs> he says it's going to fall on, on, on the just and the unjust, right? So guess what? We are in a sin-filled war world. I did say it right, I guess. War. War. You know? But our commander-in-chief's got it figured out. He said it is finished. He says, I'm more than a conqueror, man. We can make it. And so we get so worked up on a lot of things, and, and this is what happens. This is what the devil do. He will get you so worked up that you'll miss the, the nudge of God. Don't miss the nudge. What do you mean the nudge? When God said, you know, you, you should have went back. 
I need to turn around and say something to that person. Right? Or, you know what, whatever, maybe, maybe it's, you know what, you remember that blessing bag that we made up three months ago and it's in the back of your car and you never pass it out? Uh, there's a person I want you to give it to. And you just drive right on by. That would be the nudge. Okay? The nudge is never going to put you in a unsafe place either. Okay? So there's something to say that. Right? God's going to take care of that. But what I want you to know here, just like that leper, the touch of God is amazing. Everybody ready? Let's go to the next one. Amen, amen. All right, here we go. The touch of God, and I got a few things to say about that. Jesus touched the leper. Nobody else wanted to touch him. Nobody else wanted to be within 150 feet. I said, let's just go back to the store a little bit. Not only is God able and willing, he doesn't mind reaching out to you right where you are. This is the number one thing you'll see. You have a rough week. You blow it this week. You just a rascal this week. And church time comes, you don't even want to go. Because you feel guilty, you feel ashamed, you feel all these things. Right? So you, you just miss that week. And then next week comes, you say, well, you know, nobody can call to check on me. I shouldn't even have to go. So you miss one week, it's easy to miss two. And if you miss two, then you just do whatever. Right? But that's not the case. Because God is still looking to bring you in. God is still looking to show you his love. Just like he touched that leper. He doesn't, it doesn't matter how deep and how bad and all these things. God is still re- willing to, to reach out. I, the Lord is dealing with me up here today. <laughs> I got a little story. We'll change the names to protect the guilty. How about that? Years ago, there was this young fella that decided to stay for a Christmas party. And this young fella had not drank anything like that at a Christmas party. But this young fella thought he could. And so this young fella had some people in place to say, you ain't driving. <laughs> he said, I don't care, I can walk. So he walks and he looks and he walks and he walks and he looks and he walks and he goes, that shadow is drunk. <laughs> yes, he did. And he walked some more. This particular young fella don't swim. It's Christmas Eve. But he's going back to find his vehicle where they put it. And he continues to walk. And he continues to walk. What's the statute of limitations on stuff like this? I'm, uh, I think you're good. I'm good. <laughs> this fellow's good. And he goes, and this fellow knows I could cut through this neighborhood and cut off a whole lot of time. And as he cuts through this neighborhood, they got these big lights that come on. And this lady jumps out with a radio about this big. And she begins to grab this man's arm and shake him down. Ask him a whole bunch of questions. He don't even know his name good. But he knows this. Run! So he runs. And he goes over a fence. And there's another fence. And there's a fence with these things on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there he is. And he goes over that fence and he continues to run. And he's running. Look at him new knees. He's running. And he's gone. It's almost like in because I wasn't he wasn't in Picosa. <laughs> I'll fix that on the tape. And you're hearing this. Cause it's getting wet. But you can't go back. And you don't swim. And you go and you go. And you go, and you go. 
and you're in the water and you're in the mud and you're in the miry muck. And guess what? Your mind starts clearing up real fast December 24th in the East Hampton River. And I go, wow, this ain't good. And now I realize this person realizes, I think, I think that was a police officer. <laughs> oh, yes, this is going to be a great one to put on, on the website. And I'm thinking, with that radio as big as it is, no wonder there's so many cops everywhere. Shoo, 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 shoo. He comes out with mud about this thick on his new leather jacket that he got early for Christmas. Lips blue, everything else. And he comes out and he gets up to a convenience store right there on the side, Little Sue's by East Hampton River. And he sees a friend of a friend on the cell phone. On a, on a, they didn't have cell phones. That's how far. I think this guy's in pretty good shape now. He's on the side of the building on his payphone, and he goes, I got to go. And he goes, what did you do? I go, I didn't do anything. He. He didn't. This young person, he didn't do He was just walking, and they grabbed me, and they did this and all that. And he goes, but this guy took me in the miry mouths. He risked everything. He didn't really know me. He knew I was friends with his brother. That's all he knew. And he knew my sister, his sister. A <laughs> lot, lot of editing out in this thing. I don't want to see you testify <laughs> <laughs> It was cold. <laughs> it froze my brain. Anyway, and this guy helps me across the street. And he goes in to his apartment. And I don't know Spanish, but his girlfriend, wife, whatever, she knew it. And all I know was she won't happy when I come in there with mud and everything everywhere, all over the place. And I go, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. He said, don't worry about it. He said, get in that shower. He took all my clothes and he put them, and he put them in a bag. And he gave me some other clothes. You would have never picked me out, man. I was coming out there like this. I was cruising. He was. It's over now, Jeff. Thanks, thanks for hanging with me. It's over. I'm done. And I get out. And he did all that, he said. And she was going, I'm thinking, y'all got some ants or something? Because I think that might be for me. Man, not good. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think I'd ever be preaching on this one. Anyway, I go and he lets me out. And the door shuts behind me and I go, I ain't got no money. <laughs> it was the door, I go, I ain't got no money. He goes, here's two bucks. Do not come back. <laughs> Long story short, I got a ride. I got home. Things laid down. I don't drink. Amen. <laughs> I don't swim either. But <laughs> The reason, why did I tell you that story? Because when I was thinking about all this here, I thought about that miry muck. I thought about my embarrassment. I thought about all those things. I thought I was going to be half dead, right? I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. All those things. But somebody that didn't even really know me just cared about me because I was in the family, so to speak, the neighborhood, 
the the fair, his 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 it was a it was a big enough deal because he knew that I was buddies with his brother. And he pulled me out of that miry muck, brought me in his home, gave me money, gave me a shirt off his back, everything else, and got a whole lot of this. How many people be willing to do that? Other people say, I ain't going to help no criminal. <laughs> I didn't know I was a criminal. I was just going. I was just walking. Right? What I didn't know till later on, that they had had break-ins in this area. And so they were staking the areas out, and guess who come through there? <laughs> oh, get my car. Yeah. How about that? I got it. What I didn't know was that they had moved my car. I'd had to walk another 30 miles to get it. Yes, indeed. So the whole story is this. I understand about that miry muck and all that. But I also understand that, you know what? That guy didn't have to do it, but he did. You know what? You think I'd be getting a security clearance if that didn't go good? You think all those things like that? That wouldn't have been good. And if I told them, this is the first time I ever tasted anything like that, they'd probably go, yeah, right, get in the car. That was it. But you know what? The whole story is this. He reached out and he touched me. He reached out and grabbed me. He reached out and helped me. Never forget that guy, man. Never forget that guy. You know, I told you I was friends with his brother. I got a call years later. And my buddy called me and said, hey, man, did you hear? I said, no. He said, my buddy died. Man. He was a guy that loved to surf, loved to do stuff. Got on his bicycle, rode down to the beach. He lived over in Virginia Beach. He went over there, and somebody said something to him. Not the guy who usually says something. Now, this guy's not real big. And he got off the bike, and the guy pushed him and hit his head on the curbstone. Dead. Baby this big, little girl like this. And he just ripped my heart out. And I thought, man, I wish there was something that I could do to help with that. I was working on my swimming pool, lived in Fox Hills, looking on out, I was just sitting there after I got the phone call. And the Lord was so gracious. You know what the Lord told me? He said, You remember in seventh grade when you and that fellow was in the same class? I said, Yeah. When we were in seventh grade in the same class, I had a teacher back then that knew the Lord. And she shared the gospel with us. And I remember coming back in that next night, the next day after that night. And my buddy said, did you pray last night? I said, I did. He said, so did I. Immediately, the Lord brought that back to my And the Lord said, he's with me. Isn't that something? That was probably 20 years had passed. Went right back to that. Again, that's how good God is. He reaches out to the leper. He reaches out to the, to the one that's, that's not listening. And he helps us with the loneliness. Amen. Let's go on back to that. You think about this. That leper, or even that guy that was swimming that night, I felt very lonely. There was a lot of, lot of people that wanted to meet me, but I didn't want to meet them. Because they had badges and lights and shackles, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But God sent somebody in the midst of it. And even in that, I say, you know, Lord, that same thing was returned to me one time real fast. I'll, I'll, I'll keep real, real fast. It just came back to me again. That very situation, the very situation that somebody helped me with about 10 years, about five years ago, happened to me. 
That happened to me. Where somebody else needed some help. And they had made a bad decision. And do you know, which was funny, sitting on my back deck by our swimming pool, by the water again, I got to lead that young man to the Lord. I said, you know what, dude? I don't know what the situation is. And I know, I, you know, you might, have some, you might have some scar tissue from this whole deal. But I can tell you one thing right now. God's in the forgiving business. And one thing, you might have to deal with some cop stuff. And you might have to deal with some ticket stuff. And you might have to deal with some stuff right there. But one thing you will not have to deal with son after tonight is to know where you'll spend eternity in. He said, thank you. Thank you. I didn't even think about it till this minute. All those years later, somebody bailed me out, man. Somebody come out there. And, and, and the whole thing, I didn't have the gospel message in, my, in, my, in that presentation to him. But he was living it out. He was helping somebody. He was going out, showing me how to pull somebody out of the pit. And years later, I had the opportunity. And I got to share the gospel with somebody. That's why those little blessing bags are so important. Because it's laced with God's word. You just don't know. Amen. I'm going to get back on course here. Loneliness is a tough thing. And usually when we feel the loneliness uh, seep in in our life, it's not so much that we don't have people around us. It's about the way we feel. Amen. It's about we feel ashamed sometimes. We feel guilty sometimes. Sometimes we just, we just feel lonely. Amen. But God knows how to work in that too. Let's take a look at some more scripture. Psalm 68, 5 and 6, it says, God draws close to those who are lonely and provides for them. He is a father to the fatherless and he sets the lonely in families. Man, sometimes... You might feel like you're the only person in the whole Colosseum if it was full. But God said, you're still mine. I know where you're at. I know what you need. And over and over, we see the fingerprints of God over and over. And I said, you know, Lord, he says, he is the father to the fatherless. He's full of compassion. And, and I said, this is, this is it. I said, today, we're talking a lot about the heart of God. I want you to know that God's not a pushover either, Okay. We know that, but the message is about his heart today and about how he's willing to reach you right where you are and have that touch of God in your life. I'm going to hit you with some more scripture and pick up its speed a little bit. Psalm 9, 9 and 10, it says, The Lord's sheltering, the, the Lord's sheltering presence is safe and reliable. He will never forsake those who seek him. I love that. Safe and reliable. Is your, is your 401k safe and reliable? Is your house safe and reliable? Sort of kind. I did a thing the other day at work. I had to, had to do a safety meeting. Talking about how many home invasions of different things and stuff there are. That's picking up, by the way. And, and, and people just being robbed and different things like that. But I'm going to tell you what. It says, he will never forsake those who seek him. <coughs> if you're looking for safe and reliable, then come to Jesus. Amen. And people sometimes think safe and reliable is boring. My life as a Christian has not been boring whatsoever. It's been on, on the edge cutting most of the time. If you think Christianity is just coming here listening to me speak for 45 minutes and going home and that's it, you're missing out. This is just a booster shot in your relationship. Dig in that word every day for yourself. Come to Tuesday nights. You know what I mean? Pray, man. Reach out. Reach in and look up. But I want to tell you a little bit more about We hear that, you know, he will never forsake us. And I looked this up a little bit. Forsake. He will never forsake. He will never abandon. He will never desert. He will never leave. He will never quit. He will never disown. He will never ditch. He will never reject. Or he will never cast you off. Wow. 
Did y'all catch that? That's the heart of your God. That is the love that God has for you. So I want you to see that today. I want you to hear that today when we walk through this because that's the heart of God. Let's move on to that. Everybody doing good so far? Y'all ain't going to turn me in, are you? Right. <laughs> I'll be starting a jail ministry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wrote this down. I said, God's love is personal. It's detailed and in-depth for you. That's why we can cast our cares upon him. If we don't trust God and we don't believe God, if we're not safe with God, we're not secure with God, we're not going to cast our cares his way, are we? Can we trust him? Can we not trust him? Can we trust him? Can we not trust him? Hey, God is trustworthy. Amen. We can have absolute confidence in Christ. I said, he is the one, the only one that we could do that with. And there's a lot of great folks out there and I'm I'm not picking and choosing. I'm just saying we can't compete with a non-failing God. Non-failing God. He doesn't fail. And he has a heart for you. I said, see, we, we need to know the deal with the world. We could talk about it. We talked about it the other week. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. Everybody loves you when you're on top, right? I have been following a lot of it, clicking through the channels. Isn't that something? They had the, the political polls, right? Isn't that amazing? It's almost a circus sometimes. You know, Trump was going to win this, and, and Rubio was down here, and, and, and I don't even know all of them. What's the other one? Just Cruz. Cruz. He's in there, right? And all of a sudden, somebody said something, and then everything shifted. Woo-woo-woo. I'm glad that God's love doesn't shift for me every time I open his mouth. And his mouth stays open. Everybody say amen to that. (laughs) My family say yes, it does. Aren't you glad that God doesn't change every time you say, "Uh uh-oh, over and over, man. It's it's the same thing. And, and, And that's how the world is. But that's not how God is. And you say, yeah, I know that. Do we know that? I want you to get this solidified in your heart, man. I want you to get a grip of this because guess what? There's tough days coming. And if you know this, then you can walk through those with God's confidence, with peace. Amen. Let's take a look at this. I was saying this. If you don't believe me, if you're at work and they put everybody in for an attaboy and you happen to leave somebody's name off the list, see how much they love you there. Yeah. Any of those things. Everything's good when everything's good, right? But God's not like that. That's the contrast of the world. Man, when you're riding high, everybody loves you. I haven't, I haven't personally checked this out. Maybe it's a good thing to look at. People talk about the lottery and the lottery and the lottery. But what I hear is a huge percent of people that get in the lottery end up having their life ripped apart in a couple of years. Amen? Now, if I said that at work, the guy said, I'll try it. <laughs> I'll take the money. I'll take the risk. You know what? I'm not willing to risk that. You know? I'm going to tell you what. We're going to keep on trusting God. Let's take a look at this. Psalms 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Man, isn't that something over and over? I said, the Lord understands a wounded heart better than anyone else. But look how he responds to that. Man, he says, I will bind them their wounds up. I will heal them, the brokenhearted. Let's keep on going. Luke 23, 34. And it says, then, Jesus, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I think about Scott. That's one of his favorite verse. When I wrote that down last night, he says, you know, he said that, he said that was one of the ones that's always on his mind. And I thought about that. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, how many people's minds just went to this? Yeah, but a lot of them do know what they're doing. Forgive them anyway. 
Forgive them anyway. Again, I have to say this. Doesn't mean you agree with the offense. Just means that you agree that you're not going to be held to that and let that eat your lunch and, and just make you bitter. Forgiveness will make you better. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Forgiveness will make things better. It's tough. But sometimes, you know what? Uh, not sometimes. Most of the time, we need the Lord to help us in those situations. We need the Lord working in our life. Getting ready to bring it on home here. I said, God's heart still has room for you. You know that? God's heart still has room for you. That's amazing, isn't it? All the people through history and stuff, all the people all this time, everybody from Buck Road to Phoebus all the way down to Richmond, everything else, that's about as far as I've been. He's still got room for them. Isn't that amazing? All around the world. The question is, have you made room for him in your heart? That's the question. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today that you know what? That your grace and mercy has been revealed through your word and your heart for your people. And Lord, we could cast all our cares on you. The Bible says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. We look at the story today, Lord, that you share in your word about the leper. Over and over, people will push him away, push him away, push him away. And he was just, just rotten away. That's what sin does to our life. Sin rots away from the inside out. But Lord, you have a remedy for that. And his name is Jesus. I pray today, Lord, that this lightens the load on my brothers and sisters to see your heart revealed through your word. That you are willing, that you are able, you are faithful. You reach us where we are. You'll touch our hearts. You'll walk us through this thing because your heart beats for us. It's just amazing, Lord, why you would pick me, why you would pick us. But you did. And you never, you never went back on your word. You never do. You're not a man that you can lie, the word says. I pray today as we're here that I know all of us at some time feel wounded. I know that all of us feel guilty. I know all of us feel overwhelmed. But I pray today by getting a glimpse of the, the one who loves you more than anyone in this whole world. The one that can heal you. The one that can pour out compassion like nobody else is here today for you. If you've never met him, his name is Jesus. He's the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. All you have to do is ask him to restore you. He is our redeemer. He came and he loved you so much that he gave his life as a ransom to set you free from the sin that's in this world that is in our life. All you have to do is say, Lord, I believe you're the son of God. I'm trusting in you. Lord, I believe you take away the sin. Lord, come into my life and forgive me. If that's you today, tell somebody before you leave. Say, you know what? I prayed today with you, Pastor Butter, that today is the day that I'm, I, I'm clinging on to that promise. I'm clinging on to that heart of God, but not only the heart of God, I know that the hand of God is reaching out to me today through his spirit. I pray for fresh starts in our life. I pray for forgiveness in our life. I pray that, that you know, the, the mark that we've missed, that, Lord, you help us to, to just get a new slate. And I pray for those that are struggling with all different types of things, Lord. Sickness. 
anxiety, wounds, money situations, fear, doubt. Lord, we cast them out in the mighty name of Jesus because there is victory in your name and there is love and life and liberty in your son Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Hope you were blessed with that today.